your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom, and it is going to be another. So, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about housing and how housing is a problem across the nation and in Lacrosse County. And today, we're going to talk about food. And to to help me do that today is Shelly Fortner the executive director of the Hunger Task Force Lacrosse. I wrote that's what I wrote. Is that what you call it officially, Shelley? Yes. Hunger, Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse. Yeah, and uh the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse, you you could tell me if I don't get this right, but for for a, a, like 7 weeks we did this together every Friday, but the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse is a food bank unlike a food pantry but it serves food pantries and it serves in it's the only food bank between Madison and Rochester unless another one popped up in the last 3 years and it serves 120 or so meal sites food pantries youth programs and this is a new one i saw on your on your site backpack programs um is right. that what are, what is a backpack program uh, a lot of the schools have adopted backpack programs where they know that kids are um, you know, going to be hungry over the weekend and maybe need a little bit of food to take home. Oh, uh, you know, schools are schools are kind of different. They uh, um, are not. Some of the parents are the stigma going to a food pantry doesn't happen. So teachers are seeing these kids come to school hungry and want to make sure that they've got food going home on the weekends. Yeah, my state just passed a free school lunch program here in Minnesota. So. Uh, I don't have yeah, to worry about we're that. Working on it. That is something that is in Governor Tony Evers' budget, and I don't yes. think it made it through the the committee's uh, version of the budget when they stripped 500 things. But I don't know off the top of my head. But it's never been a thing that was very popular on the other side. Um, but yeah, the, the the free meal program. The last time I did this at the school district, they were fourteen thousand dollars in school lunch debt. Uh, but that was back in October. I probably could revisit those numbers. Um, we have a beer drinking bicycle group that pays off school lunch debt. I think they did that. Uh, they made yep. traffic uh, hectic yesterday with their bingo in the lacrosse center. Um, yep. But anyway, so, okay, can, the Hunger Task Force, we kind of broke down what you do, but can you specifically, I'm not going to hunt, if I'm uh, in need of food, I don't go to you to get food, right? Like, can you just kind of describe how, how it works with the Hunger Task Force? Right, sure. So we have a facility that is large enough to take truckloads, literally truckloads, um, of donations. And so we, we call ourselves a food bank. Uh, we're more like a warehouse. We serve the food pantries. They come to us to stock their shelves. So we don't serve individuals in the food recovery food bank program. Now, the community garden, that's another thing, but uh, we can talk about that a little bit oh, later. Oh, it's on my notes. Yeah, <laughs> good. Individuals do not come to us for food. We stock the pantry programs. Yeah, and then the groups come to you. And here's, I, I guess I could have led with the, you know, the red flags here. The Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse is struggling. While people are struggling right now with inflation and, and getting out of a pandemic, it seems like it was so long ago, but it was, a, we're really still, we're, we're feeling the repercussions of that still, maybe even worse now than right out of the pandemic. Uh, while that's happening and food is getting more expensive, I, I feel like maybe our donations that are coming to the Hunger Task Force even going down because people are a little bit harder up? Yeah, I mean, everyone around here is struggling. You know, we're just coming out of the pandemic. 
where there was, you know, there was a lot of help and a lot of extras for people. Um, but now, you know, I mean, all of that, it's, it's just really bad timing for a lot of those extra programs to end because now we're facing inflation and other prices, which is result of the pandemic. Everything is going up. So um, not only low-income people seeing a pinch in their budgets, you know, everyday folks um, are seeing that as well. So this is this is a problem for everyone. It would make sense then that the food bank would kind of struggle with getting food donations because there there just isn't as much to give. Uh, we're speaking with Shelley Fortner, executive director of the Hunger Task Force Lacrosse. Um, okay, so a, a big. I'll just throw the talking points out, out here that we're gonna we're gonna discuss before we go to break. And you kind of hinted at it the the emergency food chair. Uh, I, I guess extra SNAP benefits, extra, um, what do you call SNAP? What's the easy way to call it? Um, food share, food stamps. Food stamps, yeah, that was the one. I yeah. don't know why I couldn't think of it. Like food stamps, those extra benefits ended back in February, and I think I think the state gave about a 90-day waiting period before, like, hey, you have 90 days to reapply for this. Otherwise, you're just going to lose your, your, your SNAP benefits overall, let alone the extra ones. But uh, so about 700,000 people are going to lose additional SNAP benefits. I think I have that number right. And uh, that number is correct. And then and then there's another bullet point here. Seventy seven million dollars in benefits statewide each month to additional to an additional three hundred forty seven thousand people. So our while we're while 700,000 people will lose additional benefits, we're also going to kick off three hundred forty seven thousand people. Right, because that's, that's the way it's looking in the state of Wisconsin. Okay, because the scale of which you know, hey, you need help, and you know what, pandemic, we're gonna we're gonna like broaden the scale of people who need help. But now that's over, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna right. zip it back up. So um, a lot of people, seven hundred thousand people, that's not a, a small number. And um, does how does that affect? Oh, okay, I just you know what, I'm deep diving already. So I want to talk about that. But uh, three years ago, you I had you on like every. Did we do that? Yeah, we had. A, I had you on for a couple Thank minutes you. every Friday because we did this thing called Food Drive Friday. I feel like we should do it again. Maybe we should. I feel like maybe you need more volunteers to do it. But we we raised uh, and I say we, but it's you guys raised seventy thousand pounds of food over seven weeks. We'll get to uh, to that in in a minute here. There's also a concert coming up right around the same time. Food distribution, badger boxes, and you did mention the, the is it the Kane Street Community Gardens or do we have more gardens now? Are there more than just Kane Street? Nope, ours. Well, the Hunger Task Force is the Kane Street Community Garden. It's Two city blocks behind Menards on the north side. Okay, so and we'll talk about that and and how we we need help there too as well. Uh, anyway, Absolutely. Brad's got to do the news. We'll be back with Shelley Fortner from the Hunger Task Force. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the text line if you have a question or just you want to. Give props to Shelly Fortner for running the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse here. Uh, that always happens too every once in a while, Shelly. We'll see. We'll see if anyone thanks you for a job for doing your job. Uh, the Hunger Task Force is struggling right now, and uh, while people are struggling, also the, the 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 entities that distribute food are struggling. The Hunger Task Force is the only food bank between Madison and Rochester. It gives out uh, food to food to uh, food and other stuff to 120 meal sites, pantries, youth programs. And what I learned is backpack programs, which is a really great way to say we're getting kids food when when kids are struggling, like kids, school age kids, uh, after school programs, weekend 
uh, the the idea that when kids go home for the they have food uh, because kids can be mean I think sometimes and and singled out if they have to end up in a food you know if they're if they're you know not eating lunch or something while at school kids might uh, I don't know end up picking sure. on each other right <laughs> like we're all not to, well not to mention they can't concentrate and their studies aren't as great if you're always worried about you know I'm hungry so uh, okay so coming up this this food drive. You're going to have to explain this to me because I haven't experienced this one yet. And uh, on on Saturday, you're having a, either right. it's a, it's either the post office food drive or the letter carrier's food drive. Maybe they are one and the same. Um, and and how how does this work? Well, they they are one and the same. It's actually called Stamp Out Hunger. Um, it's usually the second Saturday in May. It's been going on for years and years and years. Um, it's uh, the, where the letter carriers, letter carriers um, teamed up with the AFL-CIO nationwide and decided they're going to have a one-day food drive where uh, the letter carriers can get involved. So people leave their food in a bag, which will be delivered into your mailbox um, on the Saturday, typically the Saturday before Mother's Day, uh, and your mail carrier or a volunteer car behind them will pick that food up. Is there a world here where the the post office workers or the mail carriers are like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is. And, you know, I'm hoping that they they enjoyed their break and now they're ready to get back into it. It is a lot of work. That's why, uh, you know, volunteers are needed to follow mail carriers in their vehicles, in their own vehicles, and kind of collect the food so the mail carriers can actually do their jobs. But we've uh, unloaded several mail uh, trucks with food that'll come right down to the post office this Saturday and we'll have volunteers there uh, and a number of trucks uh, to get filled now will when when this happens because you have to you have to put your food out by your mailbox wherever your mailman's gonna come get get your you know their your mail obviously by 8 30 a.m on Saturday but is it is there a are they gonna find a bag to do that beforehand or is is it yes. just find your own bag and just hang it on on your mailbox or whatever that for that morning? Well, if you don't get a bag, by all means, grab your own bag and, and put some food in it for us. But um, there there should have been carts that went out this week to remind people of the food drive coming up, and then there will be bags in your mailbox later this week as well. So, okay. Um, the hunger task force and wafer food pantry uh, purchased those bags so that you could do that. All right, and then our, all our mailmen will be carrying giant bags of food. Make it extra heavy for them because I'm looking at the list: breakfast items, pasta sauce, pasta and rice, canned meats, soups, baking items, peanut butter and jelly, and canned meats. That's kind of like the best. Don't put a gallon of milk in there because uh, right. that will spoil. But uh, basically, nothing perishable. <laughs> nothing perishable. Um, what about? Can they just throw a twenty in there, or <laughs> how would that work? Well, you know, we'd rather have that, you know, if you can't put food out uh, on Saturday, certainly the Hunger Task Force will accept food donations uh, and monetary donations as well. Um, And then when it comes to food, does it, you know, can I go in my pantry and throw you my expired spaghetti sauce that I I probably have, have, you know, it's been a couple months, or do you not, will you throw that stuff out if people donate, stuff like that? Well, here's the thing. That's our job. And, um, you know, this is a whole other show, Rick, but we could talk about dates on packages and what they actually mean and what they don't. So, uh, but our job is to go through everything, obviously, that we get and determine if 
you know, uh, if the cans look safe, uh, what the dates are looking like. So that's our job to go through that. So uh, put out there whatever you, whatever you can spare, and um, we'll go through it and sort it out. I, I might, Shelly, honestly, I might have one that's like 10 years old, way in the top back corner. You don't want that one, <laughs> we right? Probably, we probably are going to dispose of that. Yeah, and, this is, and see, and then that's just more work for you. But what if, uh, but, but when this food drive comes up, is it like, I, so I live in Minnesota. Are people listening that aren't in La Crosse County? I mean, is it anywhere, any, like anywhere on Saturday? Or is this, you know, relegated to a certain area? Well, certain areas are coordinated by certain organizations. So there definitely is going to be uh, the food drive is nationwide, which mm-hmm. is really awesome. I mean, it, it took off nationwide. So in every area, you should have uh, the postal food drive this weekend. Okay. So we'll we'll see if when I throw a bunch of food uh, on my mailbox out there, if the guy that drives by, because it, it won't be so bad where I live because the guy just drives by in his car. In, La, in the city of La Crosse, a little different because... Uh, those mail carriers, you know, park on one block and kind of walk up and down the block and deliver the mail. They'll be, you know, it's it's not funny, but it is kind of funny to think like on their way back they'll have what I do every time I go to the grocery store is hook all the bags into my arms because I'm only making one trip, right? So these mailmen are probably right. like, we're ma- I'm making one trip. I'm going to come back and I've got seven bags of like all canned goods that weighs like sixty five pounds. Well, yeah, that's a that's a funny thought, but here we're trying to help with that. That's why we're looking for. Volunteers, and we're still looking for volunteers that can drive, you know, behind the mail carriers or, you know, kind of as the mail carriers are walking, the car can be keeping up with them and they're going to help them, you know, handle those loads. Yeah, anyone so, that, um, anyone yeah, you can call and, and volunteer for that through the United Way website, yougetconnected.com, sign up and, and help us do that this weekend. Yeah, anyone that wants to, like, be a mailman for the day, there's a Seinfeld episode where Jerry's a mailman on a Sunday. Uh, there's, you know, anyone that want to kind of shadow a mail by them, Saturday would be the best time. So go, they can go to your website and kind of figure that out or call you guys up. You you can call us. Yes. And we'll direct you. It's, it's the United Way's website. Okay. Uh, that's coordinating the volunteer. Okay. That sounds great. Um, also yeah. happening in, uh, this month, there's a couple of different, there's a couple of different things. Uh, I have dates for some and, and others for not. And we're speaking with Shelly Fortner, the executive director of the hunger task force lacrosse, the only food bank between Madison and Rochester that distributes to uh, food pantries and other groups. Uh, over 120 they do that for. But May 19th is food distribution where, uh, well, and that's going to happen at the Salvation Army here in La Crosse County. The, the Salvation Army of La Crosse County's warehouse. Um, can yes. you, and how does that work? So in during the pandemic, basically, we began monthly food distributions at the Salvation Army warehouse uh, in partnership with them. And um, we're still doing the drive-ups that were really popular during the pandemic. Uh, There is some information that we need to have. You have to present an ID because this is, you know, obviously to help those who are struggling. So they need to be low income. Uh, Income is self-declaration. So let us know that you're under that income and you can get food. Um, And it's a real simple process. We always have the volunteers that are doing this always have a good time. Um, anybody that wants to volunteer for one of these distributions, it's uh, from 3 to 4.30, so it's not a long commitment, um, and it's just helping load food into people's cars. Now, you do this every month? Once a month, yes. We've oh. done that since um, probably 
real shortly, you know, into after the pandemic started, we knew that we had to get food to people, and obviously we had places shut down, so we had right. to do drive-ups. Can you can you kind of describe what that looked like then and how it looks now, just the, the amount of people and, I don't know, the conversations you've had around that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think right around when we started those distributions, there were a lot of families um, that were coming. We served upwards of 200 families in that drive through line. Um, that's starting to diminish a little bit, which is a good thing. That means that they're starting to get the other resources, uh, you know, that they're needing. Um, we were um, having Lindsay from La Crosse County WIC program, you know, distribute information on extra food or programs that people might be eligible for. So hopefully they're accessing those. Um, in the winter months, you can probably imagine are not as popular uh, as far as people coming out. We've been out there in the snow and the rain and the ice doing these distributions. So, um, you know, it kind of varies month to month. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just funny because the, the the overall theme today is just like people are struggling. We get and, and they're struggling to get food and have food, uh, and that and that hasn't diminished over the last three years. I was I was talking about this with a couple of different people. I I don't know if people understand this, but we're like the city of La Crosse, La Crosse County, not a very rich area. Like a lot of people here are struggling, right? Well, yeah. Um, I think the last. The last time I checked, we still had, you know, like 50% of our kids are in free or reduced lunch in schools in the lacrosse school district. That's half. That's half our kids. So, you know, I mean, we have a real generous community, but we are no, um, you know, no better off than, you know, even some of the urban cities. I mean, that that's a high percentage, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's over that too. I don't. I don't have the. I, I remember seeing it over fifty percent at some point, uh, right. not that long ago. The last time I looked, maybe maybe when I was doing those October numbers, where where kids where, where we have school lunch debt. Uh, there's also a, sure. a remainders concert downtown at the main. That's happening May twentieth, and the proceeds will benefit the hunger task force there. And the last thing, Shelly, I got it two minutes here. The badger boxes is different from the food distribution. Yes, the Badger Box was a, was a wonderful Wisconsin program that came about um, with uh, the American Rescue Plan Act. They put it $15 million into the state of Wisconsin for um, food banks to purchase food from Wisconsin farmers um, for distribution to low-income people. That program is still going on. It's fabulous. It's fresh food. It's supporting farmers. Um, that program is set to end in August if we can't get this through the legislators. So, um you know, really, it needs to be part of the Joint Finance Committee discussions, and this needs to pass so we can have these fresh food boxes and support Wisconsin farmers at the That's same right. time. That's right. We talked about that right before the show. But is when is the next Badger Box distribution? The Badger Box distributions, we're, uh, look, the La Crosse Hunger Task Force is the Western Wisconsin hub for the state. Um, and so we get a truckload, which is 800 boxes, and then we are working with um, – Primarily rural programs, because we know there's a lot of food resources in La Crosse City. Yeah. We're working more rurally with these Badger Boxes, and organizations are assigned so many, and they're doing their own drive-up distributions. Okay. So that... those, are, those are kind of set by those individual organizations when those are, but it's typically, you know, the actually... We get our truck in on Wednesday, and then the distributions start shortly after. Yeah, you do your thing. You're the food bank. So you have the bank, and right. then people come to you, and you have these 800 Badger boxes to distribute, and you're going to take those and distribute them outwardly 
because there's right. there's not a lot of resources uh, out there. So it's an easy way to get a box of food to people that need it. Um, we'll talk right. about that program ending and, and how beneficial that was to both the you know people that need food and people that have food to uh, that are growing and trying to get rid of. Um, Shelly Fortner is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the food share program ended, uh, extra stamp benefits, and how that's affected everybody. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. Shelly Fortner, the executive director of the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse, is hanging out with me this hour. We're talking about stuff that the Hunger Task Force, the food bank here in the area does and and some of the things that uh, they're doing monthly and yearly. And you know what? The Hunger Task Force right now, while people are struggling with food, the Hunger Task Force is also struggling to get food and and so we have this thing Saturday called like the uh, there's two two different the letter carriers food drive or the post office food drive, uh, pretty, about as easy as you can get when it comes to, uh, the, you know Shelly this is this I'm gonna compare this to the like can you can you just first off how much food does the hunger task force bring in with the past letter carrier food drive because this is your is this your biggest food drive of the year typically it it usually is yes um you know we're upwards around you know almost 20,000 pounds on a really good year okay. so um that's a lot of food all right and this and and from what i understand this food drive is something that like helps you get through this is like we depend on this to really help us get through to this you know x amount of months down the road and if it doesn't happen then we really need to do something else because we're going to be struggling Right. Yeah. I mean, this. Our goal is to make it to Rotary Lights, which is another terrific program where they collect food. You know, for those couple of months. I mean, these are the these are the big ones. All right. So, and it's here's the thing. Here's my here's my issue with it. Not that it's an issue, and I'll just compare it to the thing we did a couple of years ago with Food Drive Fridays. Is the food the letter carriers food drive is too easy? All I have to do is put a a couple of canned goods or pasta sauce or some spaghetti or whatever, uh, soups, baking items, canned meats, breakfast items in a bag and leave it by my mailbox. And then, therefore, that's the, the, the mailman will come or a volunteer will come and take it and, and bring it to the, the Hunger Task Force for distribution. That's too easy, okay. Shelly, because yeah. it, um, it, three <laughs> years ago we did Food Drive Fridays, which meant I had to get something, and then I got to go – and look at me, look at me, I'm volunteering, I'm donating, I pull up into the parking lot and I hand a volunteer the food, look at, like, I, it's the feel good that I'm doing. Yeah. If I could hand the food to the, to the volunteer as he comes to my door, it might, even, it might even turn out better. Because when we did Food Drive Friday, obviously it was, it was two months worth of food where you raised 70,000 pounds. Uh, I don't know, is there's, there's probably something to that, right? Oh, Absolutely. I think it's, you know, I think it's really helpful. What What's also really helpful is once you, you know, if you want to know where your donations are going, certainly bring them by the Hunger Task Force itself. The food drive um, this weekend will bring it all down to the post office and sort it out. But if you want to see what the Hunger Task Force does with it, bring some to us directly as well. Put it out in your mailbox, but bring us more at our location. I'm happy to show you around, yeah. show you what it looks like in the building, tell you what we do and what we're going to do with your donation. Yeah, you put my argument to, to bed pretty easily because, A, you can, put this, you can do the Grubhub of food drives and just put it at your mailbox, and they will come and get it for you. The easiest thing in the world, just clear out your pantry, whatever you don't want, just throw it in there. They'll figure it out if they need it or not. 
uh, most likely they'll need it. And if you want that feel good, then just go volunteer at the Hunger Task Force or go bring your donation down there. They'll take them pretty much whenever you want. And if you're if you're closed, you could probably just leave it at the front door. Right, right. And we're gonna we we can put you to work too, volunteering. Uh, we're always needing volunteers. We're gonna have some food to sort after this drive. Um, we use five to twenty volunteers daily in our warehouse, just going through food and making sure things are safe and clean and. <clears throat> we need that kind of thing too. Do you have when it comes to getting volunteers? Do you need more than grunt workers? Do you actually need people that need to that should could or would crunch numbers for you? Some some people that have you know what I'm I'm uh, I work in accounting and I could actually help you do this or that. Oh gosh, yes. You know, I mean, nonprofits are notorious for having you know real small staff. So take me for example. I'm the executive director. I'm also the development director. I'm also the PR person. I also write the grants. Um, you know, I'm taking care of the relationships with the agencies that we serve. So, I mean, a lot of hats in a nonprofit world. So any little bit of help we can get with those kinds of things, we gather statistics. So, you know, you guys can all know what we're doing with your donations and the impact that we're making. So lots of data entry kinds of things. We have drivers. Um, you don't need a CDL to drive our trucks, which is great. But if you have an hour or two a week, we'll put you to work picking up food or delivering food. There's so many things that you can do for us. At the Cane Street Garden, that's a whole other story. Yeah, let's, Volunteers there. We use about 2500 a year at the garden. Yeah, I guess I didn't. I don't quite understand the like scope of the Cane Street Community Gardens. Um, you said that it produces, at the end of the year at harvest, 30,000 pounds of food. So some people are... Uh, every three times a week, somebody's bringing home 15 pounds of food, but we got to get that started. And right now, if anyone likes to be outdoors and gardening, here's your, and, and maybe doesn't have a gardener wants to learn about gardening. This is probably a perfect opportunity, huh? It's a great opportunity. Yeah, it is. That's our goal. It's 30,000 pounds a year. We have, once everything starts to um, need to be harvested, and of course we need people planting and weeding and doing things until harvest time, which is usually around June or so. Mm -hmm. um, then we're harvesting. We take volunteers to harvest it all. We give away most of the uh, produce there right on site um, three days a week. The The beauty of it is you don't have to be low income. This program was started in, in the year 2000 to, um, you know, just get some healthier foods in people's diets. So <clears throat> that's how it's it's progressed to now. The first year we grew about 5,000 pounds. Now we're up to 30,000. Just, you know, it's a community garden grown by the community, given to the community. It's really, really a neat thing. Um, the beauty of the two programs, the food bank, warehouse, and the community garden, is that if there's surplus at either one of them, you know, we can kind of take foods back and forth and put it into the pantry network or bring some surplus canned goods out to the garden people. So this works together fabulously. We're speaking with Shelly Fortner, the executive director of the Hunger Task Force Lacrosse. Uh, they serve 120 meal sites. They're the food bank that serves 120 meal sites, pantries, youth programs, backpack programs between Rochester and Madison, and and, and probably like everywhere in between here in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Um, the the big food drive is happening this Saturday. Essentially, you 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 will probably or have already seen a bag at your mailbox, fill that thing with food, put it out by 8.30 a.m. on Saturday, and that's all you need to do. Baking items, soups, canned meat, for breakfast items, pasta sauce, all that stuff, whatever. Clean out your pantry. 
And um, we're doing that because the this is their biggest food drive of the year. This is the thing that helps them. You heard Shelly just say it. It gets them to Rotary Lights, which is obviously a Christmas lights display. So we got to get to Christmas. And um, it's not easy right now because the federal government has ended a food share program, the SNAP benefits program. So a lot of people, more than 700,000 people in Wisconsin are no longer going to be receiving additional benefits. And if anybody's been to the grocery store lately, I think we all have. Uh, food ain't any cheaper, and I don't think we're all getting raises to make up for that difference. Um, so you you see it firsthand, right, Shelley? And and you probably see it on the in the warehouse. The warehouse is probably a little thin right now, just the the amount of people that are struggling with food. It is, yeah. I mean, we're seeing prices rise all over. Um, you know, not only in the grocery stores, but we've got our living expenses, the gasoline, we've got rent, um, utilities. All of that is increasing now. Um, so. We all knew that these extra federal food stamp allotments would end. We knew that. Um, it makes sense, but the timing couldn't be worse because of all, you know, the rising prices everywhere else. So we're not, um, you know, people say, well, people were getting too much in the during the pandemic. Um, this abrupt stop to everything along with rising prices everywhere is really hurting people, and we're seeing it in the food bank with, you know, decreased donations, um, and increased people who are going to be needing those. That 700,000 in the state of Wisconsin, is a that's a huge number. That's a lot of people, um, and we just have to be able to be prepared to do our job. Yeah, I think if you want to you put this in comparison to the pandemic, in 2019, food banks distributed a million pounds of food a month over 16 different counties in Wisconsin and in southern Wisconsin. In 2020, that was 2 million pounds of food, so it doubled. In 20 and 21 and last year, that number declined from 2 million pounds of food, but now it is rising again. So we see that number for, you know, no apparent reason, uh, rising again. It's not like there's a pandemic. So, and, and I guess, right. you know, the, the people on food stamps, um, is, does the, does the formula change with inflation? I mean, do like, oh, you know what, like the eligibility requirements to be on food stamps, that, 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 that should that change like maybe year to year? Well, see, the eligibility for people to be on food stamps is a whole different animal. That's determined by um, the states. Uh, What we have federally to figure out how much food stamps a person should get or a household of four should get, that's developed, um, and it's a kind of, if you ask me, it's kind of an archaic system. It's called the Thrifty Food Plan. Uh, Basically, it takes the cost of groceries um, what is the cost of groceries needed to provide a healthy budget-conscious diet for a family of four? Okay. Now, the last time that was updated was in 2021. Um, I believe, let me give you an example, seniors were getting about $16 a month. That was their slated allotment, according to this formula. With the increase, it was a 25% increase. That's great. You know what they get now? 20 bucks. So, I mean, <laughs> this... This food plan has not been refigured um, since 2006, and in 2021 they refigured it. Um, it's supposed to happen every five years now, but what happens if inflation hits or a pandemic hits and, you know, things are completely different? I think it should be annually. I know that's a lot of work for government officials, maybe, you know, every two years, um, but right now it's slated to be looked at every five years, which, again... It changed in 2021, but that was the first time since 2006. So, 
lots of things can happen in that amount of time. Well, and changing it in 2021, like, why would we change it in 2021? That's like the worst, you know, 2020 and 2021 seem like the worst two years and maybe 2022 and now to even think about changing the formula if you're only going to change it once. Uh, you should be well, an annually, yeah. and you say it's it's a lot of work, but you know what? Like they have most of the numbers, so that all they have to do is reconfigure. Yeah, I think it was an attempt to help, and it was a it was a good attempt. It was at least an attempt to help um, at the time. During 2021 was during the pandemic, so okay, let's figure out what else we can do to help you know help folks along here. Let's look at the thrifty food plan and see if we can't make some adjustments. It was a good start. Put it that way. Um, you know, there's so many things that can happen um, above and beyond that. And when you talked about the food banks, um, the Hunger Task Force in La Crosse was, I mean, we are, before the pandemic, we were giving out about 2 million pounds of food. Pandemic years, we got up to around 6 million. And that was because of some of the extra programs. Um, a lot of the restaurants had to close, so we were getting extra food there, and we were able to distribute that. So, um you know, we locally are giving two million pounds uh, alone annually, just on a regular year. Okay, so it's just it's hard to even fathom like how any of this. Yeah. And, and getting back to like the the food stamps and the SNAP benefits and and the formula there, uh, you mentioned like seniors are getting twenty to twenty three dollars a month. You know, like the added benefit with the like. I mean, it's laughable yeah. the the amount of money because like I, I get it. It's a supplement, right? Like it's it's a supplement yeah. your income. Uh, with with the benefits, but 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 the people that are that are on food stamps are definitely not getting, you know, they're not living the high life here or buying high life for that matter. Absolutely not. I mean, there's there's people in government that say food stamps, you know, you shouldn't be able to buy, you know, this or that. And I, I mean, there shouldn't be any judgment here. There should be, you know, what do you need for your family? Basically, the increase. Um, was a result of about $15 increase per person. I, I think my grocery bill's gone up more than that um, <laughs> alone. So you've got a family trying to live on that kind of an increase. And like I said, it's a good start, but it should only be a start. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've developed some programs locally to help combat that. When we knew that the seniors were going to be affected so badly, um, you know, we started a senior stock box. That's a government program, again, from the state of Wisconsin. That one is not up for budget talks. That one's going to be here for quite a while. And so that's a box of food that seniors can get. We're into four counties with that program now um, and serving over 200 people in La Crosse City alone with that. And that was just our attempt at trying to, you know, help out the seniors because we knew they were going to be in trouble. And that program started last year in preparation for you know, these pandemic extras to, you know, end this year. All right. Last thing with Shelly Fortner, executive director here at the Hunger Task Force Lacrosse. Uh, we talked about the Badger boxes a little bit, but I threw it at you right before break. And I, I guess I didn't, I, I forgot about the kind of the scope of this thing. Uh, this is something the state does, these Badger boxes, and it and it takes uh, excess food from farmers and and distributes that to those who need food. And, and it does that like monthly or whatever, um, 800 boxes you say you distribute monthly, but that program right. is going to end at the end of summer, right around the time when farmers will have stuff to distribute. Uh, if we don't get it, get it either in governor Tony Evers budget or the Republican legislature's budget, um, I guess, you know, this is a thing that like, uh, easy for farmers because they can just sell some of this stuff to the state or donate it to the state. And then the state obviously, you know, packs it in these boxes, gives it to people in need. 
Um, what, what do people need to do to, to kind of like, hey, can we keep this thing going? And how good is the Badger, bo- the badger boxes? You know, can you just uh, like how important is that to keep going? It, I think that's really important, and and it's it's not necessarily even excess food um, that the farmers want to sell. It's basically during the pandemic there were a lot of small farms in Wisconsin that were saved because of this program. Um, you know, like I said before, fifteen million dollars came into the state of Wisconsin um, through the American Rescue Plan Act for you know in in order to feed people. The best way they could they could do is to use Wisconsin products only. Um, if you remember the farmer to family boxes, which was the trade mitigation stuff under uh, Trump, where basically they were buying you know surplus food and putting them in these farmer to family boxes. Mm-hmm. This one is different because it's actually state of Wisconsin supporting the state of Wisconsin um, using Wisconsin farmers and you know distributing to Wisconsin residents. So it's really kind of a neat state program. This could continue. Um, and like I said, there were some small farms that were saved because of this, uh, and they're able to extend this program by putting it in the regular budget. That's an, that's a uh, something that the Joint Finance Committee is going to have to deal with, um, and we are we're just encouraging people to um, ask um, the Wisconsin Senator Howard Markline is his name. Howard Markline, remember that name. Um, if you need his email or phone number, let me know. But really encourage him to keep this program. It's supporting Wisconsin farmers and feeding people. It's just so important. And they're fresh foods. It's cheese. It's milk. It's, um, you know, Meat. lettuce. It's potatoes. It's fresh produce. It's good stuff. I was going to say, with it being badger boxes, it is, is it all just meat, beer, and cheese? <laughs> no beer. No beer. No beer. If people had... If people had wanted to donate can they donate beer to you guys like stuff like that or not that's that's probably not encouraged that is not something that we you know think should be in a healthy diet for people who are low income you know i mean it's it's just we're we're wanting the staples we want the nutrition totally makes sense i just it popped in my head because (laughs) because when you do the your food distribution may 19th 10 days from now um pet food will be available for people that need it that's true yes uh, now, pets are part of the family, so we want to make sure that we have provisions for that, too. Sometimes there's, you know, I mean, if, if you've got seniors, especially who have a pet, that's their companion. So, um, you know, just part of the family. And this helps people's, you know, food stamps stretch a little bit longer, you know, farther, too, if we can provide some of those other things and they can save their, um, you know, food, their their spare dollars for some other things. All right. That's... so we. Go ahead. Just try to provide. That's Shelly Fortner. She's the executive director of the Hunger Task Force here in La Crosse. All right. So Badger Boxes, talk to Howard Markline, uh, Wisconsin State Senator Howard Markline. Uh, get him to, to keep that program going. May 19th is food distribution at the Salvation Army of La Crosse County for those in need. they got to present an ID. May 20th is the Remainders concert, and all the proceeds will go to the Hunger Task Force. That's going to be at the Main in downtown La Crosse. And this Saturday, the easiest thing you can do and the biggest uh, help for the Hunger Task Force of the Lacrosse, their biggest food drive of the year, the Letter Carriers Food Drive. All you got to do is either grab the bag that you find by your mailbox, or just put a mail, put a, get your own bag, and uh, put food items: pasta, rice, spaghetti, canned meal, canned meals, peanut butter, baking items, soup, canned meat, breakfast items, and put it in a bag. Put it at your mailbox at around eight thirty in the morning. 
Um, and if you want to help volunteer, because Shelly would, would definitely be able to use you, just uh, contact the Hunger Task Force. Anything else, Shelly? <laughs> no, the, no, that, that's a lot of stuff. I want everybody to do all of it. So really just support your community, be a good community member. Um, someday it might be you that's needing some of this, um, and that's okay. And we want to make sure that we're prepared and that we're there for everybody. So um, support us, and we will help keep the community fed. All right. Thanks, Shelly. Thank you. All right. We're going to take one more quick break. We'll be back. All right. Thanks again to Shelly Fortner, Lacrosse Hunger Task Force Executive Director. Again, this this Saturday, the Lacrosse Hunger Task Force's biggest food drive. All you got to do is put food in a bag and put it at your mailbox by eight thirty a.m. Thanks everybody for listening.